0: The Mishnah presents another way in which the laws of Tumah are more stringent when it comes to Truma than they are with regards to Kodesh, the food with sacrificial sanctity. And this halacha pertains to the general rule which says we have to presume kalim of Aretz, utensils of people who are not well-versed and particularly careful about the laws of Tumah, should be presumed as Tameh. And certainly if a person wants to use that utensil for a holy item like truma or for Kodesh, is to work on the assumption that the vessel is Tame and thus you can't use it for that purpose until first immerses it. And actually in the case of an earthenware vessel, immersion is not a solution. If we rule that a given earthenware vessel is Tame, then it simply cannot be used. It has to be broken in order for the Tumah to dissipate. Now, this is a rabbinic presumption on the biblical level. It's not necessary to assume that a uh, utensil of an Amar, so if he says it's tar, on the biblical level, we could accept that claim. The rabbanan are strange normally, and they say, we have to suspect that maybe it is Tameh. The Misha teaches an exception to this decree related to small earthenware uh, cooking utensils, say a you know, pot, other things used for cooking, for people in Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim, there is a great demand for such smaller war vessels to cook sacrificial meat. And so if we were to uphold the normal rule that all utensils of Amei are considered tummy, you can't use it with a carbon, it would be very difficult to meet the demand for these earthenware utensils. There are a couple of reasons for this. First of all, it was forbidden to fire up kilns in Yerushalayim itself. That would blacken the walls. And the particular issue when it comes to using earthenware cooking vessels for carbonos is the carbon has a limited time frame in which it must be eaten. Beyond that time, it becomes no sir, So you need to have you ready access to a cooking utensil. You can't you know, store it for later. In addition, there's always some residue from the carbon that gets into the wall of the vessel. And that residue becomes no sir, And there's nothing to do about that, but... Discard the earthenware vessel, which has a you know, forbidden material and it, has the forbidden and no, sir, particles from the carbon that was cooked in there. So, taken all together, this means that if we would restrict matters and say that you could only use the earthenware cooking utensil that is sold by a chav a person who is very careful about the laws of Tum and very trustworthy, it would be a decree that would be overly burdensome for the community to observe. And so they're going to open things up here. They said a leniency. You're allowed to purchase small earthenware vessels from uh, potters in or even near Yerushalayim. And so if they say it's tar, there's no Tumah issue. You're allowed to believe them. And uh, in order to uh, make sure there's an ample supply of the earlier vessels for this purpose, we fall back on the biblical status that we're not required to assume that the vessel is Tumah, even if it's from an Amma'aretz. But this, a leniency only applies to Kodesh, not Truma. As we explain, up to explain, there's a particular need for this, so this then is an additional stringency of Truma over Kodesh. And the Mishnah gets into the particulars of how this leniency works. And that is, the Mishnah states, Rabbanin said, Amina from the town of Modias, which is 15 mil from Yerushalayim, as regard to Amaret, who sell pots within this area, and they claim, the pots, other eating utensils that they have to sell, are free of any ritual impurity. That Neemun and al clay cheres to make that claim about earthenware utensils, which, as explained, present a particular challenge. If it's metal, you could just uh, put in the mikvah; it's a big deal. But earthenware vessels, you know, if it's tame, then it's not usable. So the rabban said, if this pot merchant is relatively close to Yerushalayim where you have particularly strong demand, strong need for this, they are believed. However, I mean in Modias and the sellers that selling pots are beyond this point, and from Modias and outward, ain't And there we fall back on the regular rabbinic rule that we can't trust Nam who says that his utensil is tar and must be presumed tamen. So if it's made of earthenware, you really can't use that. There's no way of purifying it, so it simply can't be used for a carbon... The Mishnah elaborates further, Kate that under what conditions does this leniency apply? The Mishnah states, she ha-kaderos nichnas So you have this potter who is selling the pots in the correct zone from within Modias, somewhere between Modias and Yerushalayim. Hu ve-hen ha-kaderos ve-hen nema. That potter himself regarding those pots and for those purchasers who know this, Meaning the point is that we don't have you know, other potters mixed into this where at that point, you know, who knows where these pots are really from. But you know, as long as the seller and the buyer have you know, direct information as to the provenance of the pots, that you know, the seller can say with certainty, they're tahar, and the buyer knows this. The buyer knows that this seller came here with these pots. He's not dealing with you know, multiple suppliers. If someone doesn't really know the story, he knows the story. And we have this leniency which allows the buyer who's a Zahavr to rely on the Amaret seller's claim that the other word utensil is tahar. And he could rely on that for the purpose of using it with a carbon, but not for truma.